Praise God. Hallelujah. He's good and His mercy endures forever. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. We're thrilled to be back with you. We know God's got some things He wants to do in this next few days. Amen. Tonight, tomorrow night, Thursday night, and Friday night. Praise the Lord. Can we ever get too much of Jesus? I don't think so. Amen. And uh, so we believe, and, and the way that we've seen God moving in, the, in our services in, in, in recent times especially, uh, we've just seen some things build, praise God, God's answering questions, amen, so that we can make a connection with Him, praise the Lord, so that we can get in the right position to receive from Him, hallelujah, praise the Lord. And I also want to mention that we have a table set up over in the corner with our ministry materials. We brought them to be a blessing to you, praise the Lord. And so we've got lots of teaching and preaching. Uh, mine and my husband's material is there as well. Kevin, you know, uh, last time we were here together, praise the Lord, uh, we're together, Hallelujah. Um, he is currently in, at our home in Orlando, Florida. And uh, we've just been doing meetings this way so much. Uh, I've been uh, really in the last year, I've done a lot of meetings just on my own because God's just uh, put us in this season of he- these healing meetings. Praise the Lord. And so we've just emphasized healing this whole last year and a half and probably till Jesus comes. Praise the Lord. And uh, so uh, we're just expecting great things. Amen. Hallelujah. Uh, Pastor mentioned, you know, just even uh, this weekend, Sunday evening, a young man who was born blind in one eye went seeing with both eyes. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. The second one within a month that uh, was born blind in one eye that was healed. Praise the Lord. Uh, I tell you what, I just uh, all, all Sunday night while I was sleeping, every time I woke up, I was just so grateful. I just woke up grateful. I just I could hardly sleep. I was just thanking God all night long. Praise the Lord. Also on uh, just this last Sunday, uh, two people who were deaf in one ear were healed. Praise the Lord. Went 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 away hearing. Praise God. Uh, there was a man who had a uh, his ankle uh, had been crushed in some kind of accident, and they put it back together, you know, with pins and rods and all that. And so he had a lot of metal in his ankle, but they fused the bones. But every time he stood, his foot would go out at about a 45-degree angle. He couldn't move it any other direction. That's just the way the bones fused. And uh, he was healed on Sunday morning, could put both feet straight out. Glory to God. I don't know what happened to the metal, and I don't really care. Amen. Uh, Another woman, uh, not long ago, we were in St. Louis in some meetings, and and, uh, she had uh, five vertebrae in her neck fused with a metal rod. She could not. Uh, look one direction or the other without moving her whole body this was fused straight so she had to have her car modified everything was modified because she couldn't look one way or the other and we made us minister to her by the laying on of hands she went back to her seat and uh, all of a sudden she said i heard and i felt a pop and i turned my head I just just immediately i turned and i could look down the row that way and i turned and i could look down the row that way and she just sat back there at her seat doing this pastor said it was worth having the meetings just for that praise the lord again i don't know what happened to the metal rod and i don't care (laughs) but we've seen several folks witness jesus do wonderful miracles for people that have had metal in them somewhere and uh things i don't know it seems to me that's dissolving because they're doing things they couldn't do before praise the lord and they're moving in ways they couldn't move before uh have had uh, seen several people with lung diseases and lung disorders healed. Praise God. 
respiratory issues, COPD. Uh, somebody had, I think it's called histoplasmosis, if I'm not mistaken. That could be a completely different disease, but it was something of the lungs as well. She had already had half a lung removed as a result of the disease, and uh, her oxygen levels were really low. And um, she uh, tested her oxygen levels after the service, and they were 97%. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. God healed her. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise the Lord. Seen eyes healed, ears healed, knees, legs, ankles, shoulders, I mean, all kinds of stuff. Uh, one woman had a frozen shoulder, could only lift it about this far, and uh, immediately she was just like this. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. <laughs> Glory to God, hips and backs and ankles and feet and all kinds of wonderful things. Praise the Lord. And uh, so we're going to come behind a no good gift right here. Glory to God. Hallelujah. We came to receive. Amen. Hallelujah. I said we came to receive. The Bible says in uh, Luke's gospel in a couple of different places that the multitudes came to Jesus to hear and be healed. They didn't just come to hear. They came to hear and be healed. Praise the Lord. Because faith comes by hearing. Amen. And hearing by the word of God. Everybody say the word of God. Faith comes when you hear truth. When you hear the word of God. Amen. And uh, But then again, uh, we know also because we know that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. We have in, in some ways, I think, uh, almost tried to accumulate a lot of faith, thinking that the more faith we accumulate, somehow then we'll have enough to receive our healing. And we've thought, you know, I think, and, and sort of a collectively we, I say, you know, kind of in our circles, because we know that faith comes by hearing, then, then we know the more word we hear, praise the Lord. Amen. Glory to God. But it's not an accumulation factor. It's just a continuation factor. Hearing and hearing by the word of God. You must continue, be a continually in the word. Amen. It's not a matter of how much you can accumulate before you receive something, because it's not money you're saving up for a car. Somehow I think we've almost got the idea that if I can get enough faith, then I can pay for my healing with it. I'll give all that back to God and then God can use it and then he can heal me because now I got enough faith. And uh, if we're not careful, we're going to be thinking how much faith something's going to take. And we look at the problem, you know, and we look at, we kind of sum it up and we think, well, you know, it, it seems like a big deal to doctors or it seems like it's incurable or it's chronic or it's, and even if it's not terminal, it may be incurable, you know. And uh, so sometimes we think, well, you know, that's probably going to take a lot more faith than a cold or a headache. And so we, we have this idea that we've got to accumulate a lot. But it just says faith comes. Amen. I like another translation of that word comes. It also means it, it, it wakes up or it's awakened. Faith is awakened when we hear the word. Praise God. Say faith wakes up, faith wakes up. When, it when it hears the word. Praise the Lord. Because the Bible says in Hebrews, we all have a measure of faith. Right? We all have a measure of faith. Praise God. So we all have faith. Jesus said have it. Right? He didn't say try to get it. He just said have it. Praise the Lord. And so if he said have it, that means we can and we do. Praise the Lord. So uh, really that measure of faith wakes up 
when you hear the word. It's like a chemical reaction. (laughs) The word of truth comes, and that faith that's already on the inside of you wakes up, praise God, and that's what receives from God. Praise the Lord. And so we want to go to the word. Amen? Praise God. We want to go to the word. Praise the Lord. Because we're going to, uh, in these meetings, uh, we're we're finding really that we're just kind of um, navigating through some things because we're going to minister to you primarily the way that we minister is by the laying on of hands. And uh, we minister with an anointing. Praise God. The special anointing to minister to the sick. Praise the Lord. And we're going to minister primarily in that way. But in order to receive through the laying out of hands, we need to wake up our faith <laughs> so that we can position ourselves to receive. Amen? Because, you know, uh, Jesus in his own hometown uh, couldn't do any mighty work. He's the same Jesus everywhere he went. Amen? But they weren't in a position to receive. They kind of figured, well, who's this guy? Right? And so uh, you don't need to go, who's this girl? <laughs> Praise God. But we do need to hear from heaven. Hallelujah. Amen. And anytime you go anywhere, whether, I mean, whether it's a spiritual journey or a natural journey, uh, there are two points. Uh, Your destination. Amen. But to get anywhere, first you have to know where you are. Right? We need the you are here sign. Even if you're at the mall and you want to go to Sears. You know, or whatever department store you want to go to. Even if you're at the mall, you got to find the you are here sign. Identify where you are so you can get where you want to go. Amen. And I think too many times we, we know the destination, but we really don't know where we are. Amen. So we've got we've to find ourselves where we are so that we can receive and get ourselves in position to receive. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise the Lord. So I invite you to go with me uh, to John's Gospel, the 16th chapter. John chapter 16. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Lord, for your word tonight. We trust you, Lord, in these meetings. Minister by your spirit. Stretch forth your hand to heal in these services. That signs and wonders would be done, just like they prayed in Acts chapter 4, that signs and wonders would be done by your holy child, Jesus. In that precious name of Jesus that is above every name. We thank you, Lord, that you are doing miracles in these meetings. Healings, manifestations of the Spirit are happening in these services. Words of wisdom, words of knowledge, uh, revelation gifts, power gifts, praise God, working of miracles, special faith, gifts of healings, tongues, interpretation of tongues, prophecy, discerning of spirits, whatever you see fit, we desire manifestations of you. We want you to manifest. We desire manifestations of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. But our ears are open to receive everything you have for us. Because we know that faith comes. We know that faith wakes up when we hear your word. And so our ears are open and receptive to hear what you have for us. Father God, teach us. Reveal your will to our spirits so that we can cooperate with you. Hallelujah. And receive freely from you. Praise God. We thank you for it in Jesus' name. Glory to God. Here in John's Gospel, the 16th chapter... Jesus is speaking, and don't you know that's the best one to listen to? Amen. Look what he says here. 
in verse 12 of John chapter 16, verse 12. It says this, I still have many things to say to you. I still have many things to say to you. Praise the Lord. I'm amazed at how many people say out of their mouths, I just don't hear from God. I just can't hear from God. I wish God would just talk to me. Uh, Number one, his word is God speaking to us. Amen. He speaks to us through his word. Praise the Lord. But it also goes on to say here, I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. Well, he's saying this right before he left, right before he left this world. And so he said, you can't bear them now, meaning to those people who were standing before him when he spoke this. He said, you're not born again yet. You don't have the Holy Spirit in you yet. So you can't take some, you can't really get the things I really want to tell you. But. Praise God. When he, everybody say he, 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 the spirit of truth has come. He will guide you into all truth. He will guide you into all truth. Praise the Lord. He will guide us into all truth. Who? The Holy Spirit. Amen. He will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak and he will tell you, the King James says, he will show you things to come. So the Holy Spirit is going to guide us, speak to us, and show us things. Amen? He reveals what's in the Father's heart. Amen? And so even when it comes to our healing, when it comes to our physical bodies, the Holy Spirit will lead us and guide us into all truth. Amen? He has some things to say. Glory to God. Amen. And so in these meetings, he's got some things to say. Praise the Lord. So if he's speaking, I want to listen. Amen? If he's showing, I want to see. If he's guiding, I want to follow. Hallelujah. That's his job on the earth. Praise the Lord. Amen. Aren't you thankful for the Holy Ghost? Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So go with me, if you would, to Matthew's Gospel. Matthew chapter 8. Praise the Lord. Matthew chapter 8. And let's look at a few. uh, We'll see how far we get in this evening service. We've got a few services together. Praise the Lord. We don't have to get it all out in one night. But uh, let's just see how, how, how far we kind of get on these things. There are many uh, delivery systems of healing. Many ways that God delivers healing power to us. Amen? There's not just one way. I said at the beginning, uh, I primarily uh, minister by the laying on of hands. That's the way God normally uses me. Also with manifestations of the Holy Spirit, sometimes words of wisdom, words of knowledge, gifts of healings and working of miracles, but primarily through the laying on of hands. But that's not the only way that God heals. Amen. Aren't you glad? You don't have to have somebody lay hands on you to receive healing. Amen. And uh, so let's look at this first of all in Matthew the 8th chapter. Because we're, we're finding our you are here sign. All right. We're going to identify where we are. Praise the Lord. Matthew chapter 8 verse 5. Now when Jesus had entered Capernaum, a centurion came to him pleading with him. A centurion. He's not a Jew. He's a Roman. He's a Gentile. A centurion 
came to him, pleading with him, saying, Lord, my servant is lying at home paralyzed, dreadfully tormented. And Jesus said to him, I will come and heal him. Praise God. Amen. This man, again, he's a centurion. He's not a Jew. He has no covenant with God, right? But he comes to Jesus and says, my servant is lying at home, dreadfully tormented, paralyzed. Jesus said, I'll come. I'll come. I think right away that's awesome. Why? He wants to heal. He didn't say, now why should I come to your house? What have you done? What have you know? Have you done anything for us? Do you do any, you know, what's your deal? And now tell me again what his condition is and uh, uh, what else have you tried? And he didn't interview him. He simply said, I'll come. Glory to God. <laughs> Good news today for all of us. Amen. Jesus is here. Jesus is here. Amen. Why? He said, wherever two or three gather together in my name, I'm there. I'm there. He's here, praise God. We couldn't have a healing meeting without him here. Praise the Lord. So he said, I'll come. So right away, we can check that off the list. Amen. He said, I'll come. Praise the Lord. Let's keep on reading. The centurion answered and said, Lord, I'm not worthy that you should come under my roof. But only speak a word and my servant will be healed. I'm not worthy that you should come under my roof, but speak a word only and my servant will be healed. Now, a lot of times, you know, maybe you've heard uh, some religious sermons on this worthy thing. <laughs> Let's not focus on the I'm so unworthy, all right? Uh, because basically, in one sense, the guy's not worthy, right? He's a Roman. He has no covenant, right? It's not that he's been bad and, and he's so low. No, we're not, that's not even what he's talking about here. He said, you don't need to come to my house. You only need to speak a word. Why? There's a reason here. And I want to call your attention to this because, again, we're, we're finding our you are here sign. Amen? You may be familiar with this event in Scripture. Because this is where we get that term, great faith, isn't it? Because in a moment, you're going to find out, Jesus said, I haven't found great faith like this in all of my own people, right? So if this is great faith, let's find out what great faith is. Amen? Because I think we all aspire to great faith. Amen? And uh, some of us might think we're already at great faith, but we've got to find our you are here sign. Amen? And so, notice he said, I, I don't need you to come to my house, only speak a word because. And he's getting ready to tell Jesus, this is why I only need a word. Are you ready? This is why I only need a word. Why? Because, or for, I also am a man under authority having soldiers under me, and I say to this one, go, and he goes, and to another, come, and he comes, and to my servant, do this, and he does it. So what's he saying here? He says, I'm a military man, right? I live by orders. I take orders. I give orders. 
If a superior tells me to do something, it's done, right? According to him, it's done because he gave me the order. That means it's carried out, right? And then I give my servants or the ones under me, I give them orders and it's carried out because that's how you live in the military. You don't go, well, I don't know. I, I, I told him to do it. I don't know if it'll get done or not. That's not the way it works, is it? This man, once again, is a Roman centurion. He understands authority. And so he said, because I understand authority and I live my whole life like this, all I need from you is a word. Because all I need for you to do is give the order. Amen. 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 All I need from you is give the order. I live my whole life by orders. If you'll give the order, it's done. And Jesus, look what he said. Jesus heard it. He marveled, verse 10, marveled. He was amazed and said to those who followed, Assuredly, I say to you, I have not found such great faith, not even in Israel. And then in verse 13, he said to the centurion, go your way, and as you have believed, so let it be done for you. And his servant was healed that same hour. Praise the Lord. But notice, Jesus said, assuredly, I say to you, I have not found such great faith, not even in Israel. So we all aspire to great faith. And so when we say great faith, oftentimes, we're referring basically to this concept here, aren't we? That all we need from God is His Word. We can receive from God just believing His Word. Isn't that true? I said, isn't that true? It is true, isn't it? Amen? But I also want to kind of call it de- deconstruct and then reconstruct here a moment. Um, this man, when Jesus said he had great faith, nothing had happened yet. There has been no result of anything. Isn't that right? Jesus said he had great faith before anything happened. And the reason he said he had great faith is because basically he said, this man understands that you live every day like this. That's great faith. No event had happened. We sometimes think of great faith as overcoming some great obstacle. And that proves we have great faith. And so once again, we get that idea that we've got to accumulate this great amount of faith. And therefore, we'll be considered great faith. And God will be pleased. And so I'll just stand on the word. I'm just going to stand on the word. And I'm just going to stand on the word. And I'm just going to, I don't need anybody to lay hands on me. I don't need anybody to do anything else. I'm standing. And a lot of people I've met that say I'm standing have been standing for years. So-called standing for years. But notice, once again, that this great faith is because he did it every day. Not because he stood for a long time all by himself. 
somehow we've got, the, we got, we got this thought in our mind that God won't get glory or God won't get more glory, God won't get enough glory uh, unless we just stand. But can, uh, is there any way that he can get, I mean, if we think about it, no matter what way you get healed, God gets all the glory. Is there at any point do we get any of the glory? No. Amen? He doesn't get more glory one way than another way. He just gets glory. And he gets glory because you're healed. He's happy because you're healed. Not because you did everything right. And all. I mean, that's not what makes him happy. What makes him happy is you're healed. Praise the Lord. And so uh, what Jesus called great faith was not some big event, but that a man did it every day and understood it. Jesus said, now that is the kind of faith that I'm amazed at. That's why it's so rare. Why do I say it's rare? Because too many times, and I, we've, we've got to be honest with ourselves, right? We've got to find the you are here sign. <laughs> Amen. We've got to be honest with ourselves and humble ourselves as well because we might think we have great faith but uh, let me ask you a question when was the last time speaking of symptoms you said my arthritis my diabetes my kidney problems my headaches my migraines my pain my back my well if you're saying my arthritis my diabetes my COPD my bad knee, my this, my that. Are you a person of great faith? You are claiming your sickness every day. Come on. Hello? Right? This, this man, the centurion, said, I live by orders. I do this. I'm a man under authority. And I have soldiers under me. My words matter. Everybody's words matter. This is how we live. We want to claim great faith when we have a crisis. And we haven't been living that way all the time. So we're going to have to admit it and humble ourselves and go, okay, maybe I'm not where I thought I was. But that's okay. There are other ways to receive. God's not holding up our healing way up here waiting till we get to some level like a video game. Oh, oh, I, I have to get to great faith before I can receive from God. That's not true. I said, that's not true. Most of the people you see in the ministry of Jesus saw him one time and got healed. Amen. Amen. So can I give you a word I've been given every church lately, it seems like. Here's a big word. Are you ready for it? Are, are you think you can handle it? You ready? Relax. <laughs> Relax. We put so much pressure on ourselves. And part of that is because when you, when you have the faith message, it's a wonderful message, this message of faith, isn't it? It changed my life. The reason I say that is because I found out through this message of faith in the Word, I found out I can approach God any time I have need. I'm not waiting for Him to do something. You know, I can approach Him with His Word, amen, and I can receive, praise God. So we understand there's a little responsibility on our side. Amen? And so there is responsibility. There is a, a measure of faith. In every way that we receive from God, faith is involved. Amen? Every, every way, faith is involved. 
Because God does everything with us, not to us. God wants to do life with you, not to you. Religion says God does life to you. Everything that happens is God. That's religion. Can anybody say amen to that? Right? You, you may, maybe you grew up with that. Maybe you had that thought when you were, you know, times passed before you came here. You know, that whatever happened must have been the will of God because it happened. So God's just doing life to me. And therefore, I, I, I don't get it, Lord. I don't understand why you're making me sick, but I love you. That's religious thinking, but it's not scriptural. God does life with us. Everything with God is about relationship. It's all about fellowship. That's why Jesus came, to redeem us back into fellowship with God so that we can come boldly to the throne. Jesus said, after I go away, he said, you have a direct route now to the Father. He said, you get to go directly to the Father. And I'm not saying that I'll pray the Father for you. No, you get to go directly to Him. This is our privilege. This is our right as Christians. Praise the Lord. Amen. And so that's a wonderful thing. Then we understand then there's a responsibility to know what He said so that we can talk to Him. (laughs) But that doesn't mean we take the pressure Because with anyone, a responsibility can also become a work. Amen. So once again, great faith is simply somebody who understands that their whole life revolves around this. Not just an event. Not just getting over a crisis. Amen. That's why I find that many people think They're at great faith place, (laughs) and they're really not. It's nothing to be ashamed about. We can all aspire still to be there. Amen? But that's just a day-by-day life with Jesus. That's not like I have to get to a certain place, right? That's just today I'm going to do it, and tomorrow I'm going to do it, and the next day I'm going to do it, and the next day I'm going to do it, and Jesus is going, good for you. That's great faith. Amen. So we're taking the the mystery out of this great faith. Because it really is much simpler than we thought, I think. Amen. It's similar to, you know, James said, if any man is a hearer of the word and not a doer of it, what happens? What happens? Somebody tell me besides the front row. Anybody know? If you're a hearer of the word and not a doer of it, the Bible says this, you deceive yourself. It's not even the enemy that deceives you. You deceive yourself. Has anybody ever, for example, um, deceived yourself in this way? I'll I'll, I'll give my husband as an example. Can I do that? (laughs) He's not here. He's not here. Now, I love him. But this is something that happened several years ago. We were at a church picnic. And our church picnic, they were playing softball. And uh, he hadn't played softball in years. All right? Used to play as a kid. Hadn't played in years. And uh, somebody goes, come on, Kevin, you play. And I wasn't about to because I'm not even qualified. So 
And he thought, yeah, I'll play. And so he's, he's at bat. Well, he sees our pastor's wife over uh, whatever, left, right field. And uh, is that right? As you're looking at it, I don't know. Anyway, she's, a, she's an outfielder. Let me put it that way. She's in the outfield. And, and Kevin thinks, I'm going to hit it to Miss Phyllis. And I'll at least get a base, you know. That's what he's thinking. So he goes and he hits it out to her. But she's better than he thought she was. <laughs> and um, so he's, he's running to first base. And he's about to round first base and go to second base. And he kind of puts his hand down, but the base is not anchored. And the base slipped out, and he fell and dislocated his shoulder. Right there at the church picnic. It's hanging. Well, he has not played softball in years. He is not where he thought he was. Doesn't mean softball doesn't exist. Doesn't mean he doesn't have muscles. But he hasn't used them in a long time in that way. Amen. Now, I know pastor's a runner, right? I am not. Now, I have attempted. I have attempted. I got into a habit for a while, and I'm not in that habit right now. But I found this app that's called Couch to 10K. And it's a great app, and it, you know, it, it tells you what to do to build up to running 10K within a matter of several weeks. And what it does is it tells you to walk a certain time and then jog a certain time and then walk and then jog. And then and it builds up over time. And uh, so then you build up your str- strength and your stamina and your endurance and all that kind of stuff in a really easy paced way that you don't, you know. And so um, I was doing this. Now, when I started out, I mean, the first thing is, you know, walk for two minutes, jog 30 seconds. 30 seconds. I'm jogging 30 seconds. And I'm thinking, is this a marathon? <laughs> and then the, the app tells me in my headphones, walk now. And I said out loud, thank you. <laughs> I did, out loud, outside. I'm talking, <gasps> and about this fast too. Because I have not conditioned myself. I am not where the pastor is. He does it every day. I can't get mad at him that he's more conditioned than me if I have not put in the work. Amen. And so he can train and, you know, be ready for a race or however many miles he wants to go because he's been doing it every day. You can't expect one day to get up and say, I'm going to run five miles. And then get upset and go, this doesn't work. (laughs) I don't know why it doesn't work. Pastor seems to make it work. This is called being a hearer of the word and not a doer of it. You know what it takes to do it. You just haven't done it. Have you ever watched an exercise video? Watched an exercise video? (laughs) You heard me. (laughs) Yeah. You watch an exercise video. Sometimes they're on, you know, television. You know, they've got these, these videos, you know, on television. And, and, uh, and all the people who are doing it are already fit. Have you noticed? They're not normal. They're not real people. <laughs> 
But because they're already fit, they make it look easy. Isn't that right? They're doing moves. You think that's not hard, but you haven't done it. And you think, well, that sure looks easy. I'll order the video, you know. And uh, then you get it home and you're like, what? That takes some effort. That takes some work. And that's why people give up on exercise videos. Because it's not as easy as what they made it look. But the people who are doing it are already fit. Amen. And so great faith are the people who are fit and doing it all the time. You can't get mad at them. Amen. But neither can you just imitate them and think you're going to get the same results. Are you here? Amen. Amen. This is a process. It's a day-to-day happening. But it's not a process in the sense of, you know, getting to this level and then to this level and to this level. It's just continuity. It's just every day. Watching your words every day. Amen. Uh, Getting into the word every day. Putting something in. Doing something with. Amen. It's training. It's exercising. You don't get strong by looking at weights. (laughs) Amen. You get strong by resisting weight. You don't get strong by holding weight. You get strong by pushing it away or resisting it. And so I don't understand why people get so upset that there are tests. (laughs) Why did this happen? Because you live in the world. Amen. Amen. When you went to school, why did they test us? (laughs) That's not fair. I'm just here to get educated. I'm just here to learn. I don't need to be tested. Well, how will you know what you know? How can you put a value on what you know unless you have a test? Isn't that right? Unless you're tested, you don't know where you are. But if you're prepared for the test, If you've studied the information, if you know the information, the test is not a problem. It's not meant to make you mad. Amen? It's simply there to reveal what you know. And the same thing is true in the world. Jesus said this, in the world, you're going to have tribulation. What? You live in the world. You come in contact with germs. Right? Faith isn't an incubator. I mean, uh, you know, uh, 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 not an incubator, but a, uh, uh, um, what's the other word I'm looking for? The, uh, where you're all by yourself and you're uh, separate from everybody else. Isolation, yeah. Faith isn't an isolation thing, right? It's, it's, it's you're in the world. You're coming in contact with things. And there is an enemy. Amen? And when the enemy comes against you and tests and comes for the word, because that's what Mark chapter 4 says, the sower sows the word and immediately, right, the birds of the air come to try to take that word that's been planted. Immediately they come. You shouldn't be surprised. But you should go, oh, I know this. I'm ready. Pick me. Pick me, teacher. I've got the answer. 
Amen? Why? I've already put the answer in. I'm going to say what it says. Praise God. I'm not going to go, well, well, how come this happened? No. This happened. I have the answer. We go for the answer. We do it in every other way of life. Why don't we do it with the Bible? Amen. Are you here tonight? We're finding our you are here sign. It's true. So many people say, well, I, I want, I just, I'm going to pick a scripture and stand on it. Yeah, but are you living your whole life that way? You can, but you've got to recognize yourself and humble yourself and go, well, not, maybe not really. Maybe I haven't been there. Amen? Hallelujah. Aren't you glad you came tonight? Do you ever think you'd come to the first service and somebody go, you know, it's okay if you don't have great faith. <laughs> it's just one way to receive. But it's not the only way. Now, the, the wonderful thing about this great faith is this is the only method that requires no human assistance of any other, other, other person. You, this is just you and God. That's why we call it great faith in one sense. That's why we, we attain to it, we aspire to it. Because this is the kind of faith that you could be in the middle of nowhere and receive from God without anybody else knowing anything. You, you, you know, you can't go on Facebook and tell everybody to pray. Can't call the pastor. Can't call, you know, there's no cell phone assistance. Or what, what, Are you still okay? Yeah! Me and God. Amen? Me and God. Praise the Lord. So it's wonderful. We really ought to live our whole life that way. Jesus said, it's amazing. I love this. Praise God. But if you're not there, it's okay. You get there. Just do it again tomorrow. Amen? And if you mess up next week, just do it right the next day. If you're not working on your own words, you're not working your faith. If you're not correcting yourself on a continual basis, watching the things that come out of your mouth. Amen? We don't, we don't use our faith simply when there is a crisis. We use our faith every day. That's what the centurion did. Are you here? Praise the Lord. Glory to God. So we're training then. Praise God. The Bible tells us in 2 Corinthians, the 13th chapter, it says this, examine yourself. Examine yourself. Whether you be in the faith. Whether you be in the faith. Examine yourself. You, if you're honest with yourself, amen, and if we humble ourselves, that's the position we want to be in with God. Because this centurion, when he came, he didn't say, Jesus, you don't need to come to my house. I got this. That was not the attitude, was it? So great faith isn't a, an arrogant attitude. He was extremely humble, wasn't he? Jesus, you don't need to come. Just, just say a word. All I need is a word. All I need is for you to give the order. That's, I'm ready. Just give the order. That's a humble attitude. That's not, I got this. I don't need anybody else's help. Nope, me, me and Jesus, we're going to do it this way. Yep, we're going to do it this way. But remember, we said at the very beginning in John chapter 16, Jesus said, the Holy Spirit will lead you into truth. The Holy Spirit will lead you into truth. What does that mean? 
He knows you. He knows you. And he knows the whole, he knows God. He is God. Amen. So there will be times, I've, I've had this to happen to me, and we were talking at, at lunch today, pastors have had this, these experiences as well, where I've had a symptom or something like that, and the, and, and the Lord, the Holy Spirit on the inside said, go check it out, go to the doctor. Yeah. You say, what? Wait, God said go to the doctor? <gasps> is that right? Can we do that? Because he also knows that some people will stew over something, wondering what it is so long, they'll never even appropriate the word till they find out what it is. And you'll be spinning your wheels going, I'm standing, I'm standing, and you're in fear at the same time. That doesn't work. Amen. You are here. <laughs> huh? It's true, isn't it? Yeah. Sometimes the Holy Spirit will tell you, go ahead and just get, just get that taken care of. Go get the antibiotics or have the surgery or whatever it is. Amen? You'll get over it quicker this way and then you can get on track again. He will lead you into truth. What's truth? God's word is truth. Amen? But he knows you and where you're at. And he knows how he can hook up with you and how he can position you to receive. Amen. When my husband and I were, were just married, we were just married and uh, had uh, moved to Oklahoma to go to Rama. And uh, we were just, just, even before we started school, it was the summer before school started, and we were working some jobs and, and uh, were attending a church there in Tulsa. And um, I had gone to the doctor for an annual exam, you know, and I, I went to the doctor. I'm 21 years old. And um, the doctor found a mass. In my abdomen, he said, I don't know what this is, but there's, there's a mass there enough where he could even just feel it. And um, he said, well, it's Friday afternoon. Come back on Monday. We'll do an ultrasound, and we'll see what else we might need to do to investigate what this is. 21-year-old kid, just got married, don't know really anything about faith. I have some Kenneth Hagin books. We have a Kenneth Copeland Bible. <laughs> and we know we can pray. So, you know, I'm crying even on the way home from the doctor. And um, I I get home. Kevin came home from work that day, and I told him what happened. And he said, well, let's pray. So we prayed. And we we, we prayed, asked God to heal, you know, thanked God for it. Well, you know, I'm going to go back on Monday for, for tests. Sunday, we're getting ready to go to church. And our church that we attended at the time was before Rama had a church. So the church we attended had three services on Sunday, 9, 11, and 1. We usually went to the 11 o'clock service. And um, so we were getting ready to go to church, and it was like, let's go to the 1 o'clock service today. And uh, we just went out for breakfast and pancakes or something and and then went to church at 1 o'clock. Well, we didn't know that there was a guest minister there that day. I had no idea. I was not familiar with this minister at all. Uh, Everything was new to us. My husband had grown up, you know, in Pentecost, and we knew the move of the Holy Ghost, but we just really didn't know much word at that point so there we were at the service well this minister at the po- at one point in the service says he has a word of knowledge about somebody having some issues in their abdomen and um, i don't remember the exact words he said but i'm sitting back in my seat and like adrenaline rush you know that's me 
But I'm sitting there thinking, I can't go up there. Kevin and I have already prayed. I thought, we've already prayed. If I go up there now, I'm telling God I didn't believe when I prayed. Because that's all the knowledge we had. We didn't know anything different. And so I'm thinking, I can't go up there. We've already prayed. And so right about that time, the guest minister said, you may already be believing God. (laughs) Oh, thank you, Lord, for the Holy Ghost. He said, you may already be believing God, and this is the way God's delivering it to you this time. I thought, I can go. Praise God. Now I'm not in fear going up there. Now I can go up in faith. There's a difference. So I went up to the front. Went up to the front, and this minister, he's standing there. And several people have come up, so there's really quite a line in front of the church. And uh, so we're all standing there. I remember exactly where I was standing. I remember exactly what I had on that day. And um, this minister said, okay, ushers, get ready. Ushers, get ready. So there's some ushers, you know, behind the folks. And the next thing I knew, I was getting up off the floor. I had fallen out under the power. And when I got up and I went back to my seat, Kevin said, are you okay? I said, yeah, why? He goes, nobody caught you. I said, well, yes, they did. He said, no, nobody caught you. I said, somebody laid me down on the floor. He said, nope, nobody caught you. Those ushers weren't as ready as they were supposed to be. And uh, I felt somebody lay me down on the ground. Isn't that wonderful? And um, so, nevertheless, Sunday afternoon, we went back home, went, you know. And uh, Monday I went back to the doctor. Couldn't find anything. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You see, I had thought if we're going to pray, I've got to, I can't have any other method now. I, I, we have determined this is the way we're going to have it. And sometimes we even get in our own mind, God, I'm going to impress you. And I am going to get it this way. So... And then the Holy Spirit will tell you something else, and you're like, and you think, no, I'm going to get it this way. And sometimes we don't even recognize it's the Holy Spirit talking to us because we think, if I'm going to get it this way, then God's going to be with me on this. But He knows you, and He wants to help you. He doesn't want to humiliate you, He wants to help you. Amen? And so He'll say, Come to those meetings. <laughs> Have hands laid on you more than once. It's not a sin. <laughs> Amen. Because there's a way to do that. There's, I mean, some people have hands laid on because they don't think anything happened the first time. Now, that's not right. But you ought to have hands laid on you again because you know it's working in you. Just give me some more. Praise God. I, I, I'm receiving. It's working in me. That's good. But to go, no, I didn't get anything last night. (laughs) Who's looking at your heart? God. Right? He knows where you are. So if we'll listen to the leading of the Holy Spirit, aren't you thankful once again for the Holy Ghost? He's helping us find our, are you are here, son? Helping us locate where we are so that we can receive freely from him and relax. 
Praise the Lord. So again, sometimes we think, well, I, I, I just I need to impress God. I need to show Him I'm strong. But He knows you. <laughs> Amen. And um, fight fight the, the temptation to impress anyone with your faith. Fight that temptation to impress anyone with your faith. You don't have to impress your pastor with your faith. You don't have to impress your neighbor with your faith. You don't have to impress your doctor with your faith. People come sometimes and say, well, I'm going to stand because uh, my neighbor needs to know that. No, you need to stand because you need to be healed. Not so your neighbor will get saved. Just get healed and then witness to your neighbor. Don't try to say, God, I'm doing this so my neighbor will be saved. Because now we're trying to impress God that we're thinking about somebody else and not us. See how these subtle things come in? Huh. You understand? We were, I, I was ministering to somebody in Colorado, and, and she said, I'm having, I'm having these issues with my teeth. And, and she said, and I told my dental hygienist, God's healing me, and you're going to see it. And one of these days, I'm going to. So she goes, so I need to have hands laid on me because I need to witness to that woman. I said, that's the wrong thing. I said, God loves you. Yes, he loves her. But he's not going to heal you because he loves her. He's going to heal you because he loves you. Then you can witness to her. But she is not the object of your healing. Neither is any family member. Amen. If anyone could prove their faith, it would be Jesus. And he did not. I said he did not. When the enemy came and said, if you're the son of God, command these stones to be made bread. Jesus could have said, well, I am. Poof. But there was no reason to impress the devil with his faith or impress God with his faith. He said, I only listen to God. Isn't that what he said? I only do what I see my father do. I only say what I hear my father say. I only do that which pleases my father. The devil's going, well, if you're doing this, do that. Well, well, that's a temptation. That's a real temptation. But he said, I don't have to impress you. I only came to please my father. If he told me to do it, I'd be happy to. But he didn't. You did. Are you hearing me tonight? (laughs) So what's great faith? Every day. Just every day, believing God, doing it. Hearing and doing Hearing and doing, hearing and doing. Praise the Lord. But I would venture to say probably the majority of the body of Christ is really not in that position. Not consistently. So, he's not holding up your healing, waiting till you get to a certain place. He is reaching out to us. Because remember, Jesus said right away, I'll come and heal him. Didn't he? Before the centurion said, you don't need to, all I need is a word. Jesus first said, I'm coming. I'm coming. So he's here. Amen. Hallelujah. Can we just lift up our hands and just thank him for his presence tonight? Glory to God. Glory to God. We're identifying where we are. But most importantly, our eyes are on Him. 
Amen? Jesus, our eyes are on you tonight. They're not on us. Our eyes are not on what we can do for you. Our eyes are on you, Jesus. You said you'd come and heal. And so our eyes are on you. Hallelujah. 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 Forgive us, Lord. You might need to ask God to forgive you. Forgive me for thinking I was something I wasn't. (laughs) But I humble myself right now before you. Humble myself before you. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for your goodness and your mercy. We've been singing about it tonight already. Your goodness and your mercy. We place ourselves on your mercy. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Our confidence is in you, not in us, in you. And our eyes are on you tonight, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. Isn't he good? Hallelujah. Is that good news to anybody tonight? I said, is that good news to anybody tonight? Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Can you relax a little bit more? Hallelujah. There is no pressure on you. Faith is required, yes, but faith receives from God. We're not trying to get something from God with faith. We're not paying for something with faith. Faith is simply the avenue that we receive a free gift from God. Amen? And our faith is waking up tonight. Amen? Praise the Lord. We'll get to some other uh, methods or some other ways and some other things in these services. But I know that God wants to help us receive. Amen? And sometimes we just need to eliminate some things where we, maybe we thought we were. So we can humble ourselves and receive. I've stood before people. I, I was telling pastor this before. I've stood before people and uh, were ready to have hands laid on them. And, and uh, I said, well, you know, uh, what did you come for? And they said, well, I know I'm already healed. And they kind of have this. You know, and I'm like, and I want to say, well, then why did you come? I mean, it's okay to come, but why did you come if you're going to stand there and go, I know I'm already healed. Well, it's kind of the right thing to say, but that's a weird attitude to say it with. And why I say it's kind of the right thing, it's true that Jesus already provided it. Amen? Praise the Lord. But if we have a weird attitude about it, we're not where we think we are. Amen. Amen. <laughs> I uh, I stood before a man and, and, and we had been ministering to people. And like I said, we just seen lots of things just manifest instantly. And uh, people had come and their, their knees were being healed and their ankles were being healed and their backs and their necks. We see that probably more than anything else. And so this man had come and he had uh, had three broken ribs. And um, so he was standing before me and... and uh, so I had told people, you know, move or do something because Jesus did that. Amen. He even told a crippled man to get up. Right? Why? Because he's healed now. <laughs> Amen. Not to see if he's healed, but because the power is already ministered to him, then he could get up. Right? So we, may, we, we often will ask people or tell people, go ahead and move. Now do something you couldn't do before because now you're healed. And it is a demonstration then of our faith. It's a way for us to hook up with God. And so he had seen these people moving around and being healed. And, and so I, I, I laid my hands on him. And I said, now do something you couldn't do before. He goes, I'm fine. I'm good. And I said, well, 
you know, what was there pain before if you moved a certain way? Yeah. I said, well, now move. He said, uh-uh, I'm fine. I'm good. Like, you're not going to tell me to do anything? I said, well, I don't want you to leave disappointed thinking you got something, you didn't get something, and we're not demonstrating it, we're not, you know, responding. And uh, he goes, no, I'm good, I'm good. And the Holy Ghost on the inside of me said, don't push it anymore. Gave him an opportunity. He went back to his seat. I don't know if he ever got anything, to be honest. He wouldn't work with us. Another man just last week, uh, he was a big, tall man, and uh, he came and he had an issue with his back and uh, with his knees. He had had one knee replaced, and the other knee now was acting up, and he was going to probably need another knee replacement. And uh, even the knee that was replaced was not not really working for him very well. And so we ministered to him by the laying on of hands. And I said, now, was there pain in your back before you came? Yes, there was. I said, now move. And he went, what? (laughs) I don't think he went to the church we were at. I think he was visiting, actually, because of the way his reaction was. But nevertheless, he he looked at me like, move why sh- why would i move <laughs> and i said Cause move because now you're healed and, and you'll see it you'll see a difference and and so you know it was something you know here in his back so we kind of went and i said well go ahead and move it a little bit more he, and he looked at me like so he, he moved it a little bit more and he goes i said how'd that feel he goes not bad i said well move it again i said be bold so he moved it a little bit more i said how's that he goes pretty good so he's moving around like this. He starts moving. He goes, yeah, that's good. I said, praise the Lord. That's Jesus. He healed you. He said, yeah. I said, now you came up for your knees too, right? Yeah. I said, well, now let's put some weight on your knees. He goes, oh, no. <laughs> I said, what do you mean, oh, no? He said, well, if I, if I bend down, he says, I won't be able to get back up. I said, you won't be able to get back up. He said, no, if I bend down, he says, I won't be able to get back up. I said, well, that was before. That was before the power of God went into you. And he said, oh, oh no, I had a knee replacement, and if I go down like that, I won't get up. I said, now, I said, I asked him, I said, I said, sir, I said, why did you come up here? I said, did you come to be healed? He looked at me like, well, yeah. I said, then what makes you afraid to do something? If you came to be to receive healing, then is there any reason to be afraid? So he went just a little bit. I said, How'd that do? He goes, Not bad. I said, Let's do it again. So we're both doing it. Start doing like that, you know. He goes a little bit further. He got back up. He goes, I said, How's that? He goes, I did it. I said, Yeah. I said, No, let's go a little further. He goes a little further. I said, how's that? He goes, there's no pain. And all of a sudden, he went all the way down and got back up. And then he went all the way down again and got back up. And he starts doing those things, you know. (laughs) He said, I couldn't do that before. I said, I know. That's Jesus. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. Amen. That's what we came for. That's what Jesus is doing. Amen. Praise God. But see, we give him everything requires some sort of faith just to receive. We just demonstrate it back to him. We respond. Amen. Praise the Lord. Well, we have tonight and tomorrow and Thursday and Friday. I hope that you can come to every service because answers are coming. 
Amen. More light is coming in every service as well. And if you're not needing healing now, you will one day need it. Amen. Why? We live in the world. Amen. At some point in time, you're going to need it. I was telling the pastors uh, on the way to church tonight, um, two months ago, I was at a, at a stoplight and it turned green that, you know, the, and to turn left. And I was in line to turn left. The man in front of me hadn't turned yet. And somebody came thinking the whole line was moving and she rear-ended me. Bam. Bam. And um, so I went ahead and I went to the therapy. You know, they offer, they, they like do that, you know, insurance and stuff. So I thought, I'm going to go ahead and go because I've stood before so many people in, in lines for healing and said, I was in a car accident 10 years ago. I was in a car accident five years ago. I've never been the same since. I thought, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to go ahead and get the therapy, you know, and whatever. And I told him, but I've got so much life of God working in me. You know, I, I barely needed anything. <laughs> Praise the Lord. So I'm going because my insurance is paying for it. Praise the Lord. It wasn't my fault, but, you know. Anyway, so um, I, I'm there, and, and every day that I would go, they'd say, what's your pain level from 1 to 10? I'm like, maybe 1. You know? And I said, well, I can, I can tell if I turn my neck a certain way or something. I can feel it, but it's not like I'm in any pain, I'm, you know. And I felt funny for even going sometimes because it was like, well, I got a massage. That was nice. <laughs> you know, so they're massaging, you know, and all that. And I'm like, oh, praise the Lord, <laughs> you know. But uh, every day is like, and, and how's your pain today? And I've seen other people going, it's like an eight. And I'm going, maybe one. You know, and I'm, but I'm just so thankful for the life of God working in me. But what I'm saying is, if you don't already need healing, one day you will. You might as well just keep that life of God working in you so strongly, amen, that you bounce back so quick. Amen. It's not a big event. Hallelujah. When the test comes, you'll go, pick me. Pick me. I know the answer. Not pick me for the test, but pick me because I know the answer. I'm getting out of this test. I'm acing the test. Do you understand? You know what I'm saying? Are you with me? Don't misunderstand me tonight. All right. So we have these several days together. All that to say. More light's coming. Your light bulb will come on in whatever. Amen. Um, And so we have the opportunity to have hands laid on you. I don't care how many times you have hands laid on you, to be honest with you. I'm happy to minister to anyone who comes. Just like Jesus. Amen. I'll come. Praise the Lord, because it's Jesus doing the healing. Praise the Lord. So we're not going to be mad at anybody if you get in the line more than once. All right? Relax. Amen. But on the other hand, again, the Holy Spirit will lead you into all truth. You may want to wait until you are just on the inside of you going, this is my night. This is my time. I'm going to wait till I get a few more things and find my you are here sign. Amen. You may want to wait. You may want to have hands laid on you every night. Whatever is where you are in your heart and you can receive from God in faith, not in fear. Amen. But in faith. Praise God. Hallelujah. And we will minister different ways in different nights. We'll talk about the special anointing in another night. But we're going to lay hands on you in faith in the name of Jesus tonight. Praise God. Because his name is above every name. Glory to God. Glory to God. So if you're ready to have hands laid on you tonight, you desire to have hands laid on you tonight, we're going to do that now. Praise the Lord. So if that's you, stand up to your feet. Or if you want to wait, that's fine. We'll, we'll do it another night. 
but we want to give you an opportunity. Anybody want to have hands laid on you tonight in tonight's service? Nobody? I scared you. Did I scare anybody? I don't mean to. I love you. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Anybody else? Anybody else before we minister? Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. What would you come for, sis? <laughs> Amen. Pain. Are you in pain now? So you'll know when it goes, won't you? Isn't that wonderful? Yeah. I got good news. <laughs> I got good news. Jesus is the healer. Praise the Lord. And I know you know it. Praise God. But here's your opportunity to receive freely from him. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you tonight for the name of Jesus that is above every name. You said, Lord, these signs will follow them that believe. You said it. They'll follow them that believe in my name. They'll lay hands on the sick and they'll be well. They'll recover. They'll be well. Hallelujah. So we believe it. We're believers. Hallelujah. So these signs will follow tonight in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So we lay hands on you, sis. In Jesus' name name (laughs) power of god going into your body right now in the name that is above every name be healed now in jesus name hallelujah praise the lord praise the lord praise the lord now move your hip or your knees or do something now praise god (laughs) what (laughs) that knee was so sore and already what See, I'm used to this. This is fun for me. No more pain in that knee. No more pain in that knee. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. Move that hip or do something. Praise God. Show that. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Same power. Yeah, we're getting there. Glory to God. See how easy that is? We put up with so much, don't we? Yeah, we put up with so much thinking, I ought to be farther along or I ought to get it or all that wise stuff. Yeah. But the, the purpose is for you to be well. That's the only thing he cares about. <laughs> Glory to God. Glory. So move that around again. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I know it's embarrassing sometimes in church to move. You've got to move a certain way, you know. But praise the Lord. How's that feel now? Better already. Yes. Yes, of course. Yeah. Yeah, and now concerning your teeth, I was telling pastors, we had a a testimony just the other day. I was in Chicago, and a man came. He had a sore foot and a tooth that was wiggling. It was was so weak. It was about really the dentist was going to end up pulling it. And uh, the dentist had other issues himself, and so the guy couldn't get in to see the dentist. And his foot got healed, and he got so excited he forgot about his tooth. (laughs) And um, within a, a matter of a few days, he realized it wasn't wiggling anymore. And finally, when he got in to see the dentist, uh, he told the dentist, it's not wiggling anymore. And he said, really? And so he was checking around on the teeth, and he said, it seems stronger than the other ones. <laughs> and he said, but your gums are a little bit inflamed. So he says, let me just check on that, make sure there's no gum disease. He took an x-ray of his teeth. And he said, on the x-ray, he looked at it, he said, well, there's no gum disease. He said, and that tooth looks like it's been replanted. The dentist said, that tooth looks like it's been replanted. Hallelujah. 
God is in the business of restoring and renewing us. If it matters to you, it matters to God. If it matters to you, it matters to God. Hallelujah. He's not just healing cancer and, you know, and, and he's interested in everything that bothers you because you'll not be at your best. And he wants you at your best so that you'll have life and have it more abundantly. Praise the Lord. Let's move some more. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Here's our first healing of these meetings. Glory to God. God bless you. Praise the Lord. Come on, let's just lift up our hands and magnify God together. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We honor you tonight. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for your healing power, your healing mercy. Oh, we know we're going to see more and more and more in these next few days. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. We give you glory for it. Hallelujah. 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 Isn't he good tonight? Praise God. Praise God. Now I do recognize some faces from the last time we were here. Uh, You'd be surprised because it's been a while since we've been here, but I do recognize some faces, but I don't know everyone. I don't know where you are with God. I don't know your relationship with God. People don't know. God does. And the Bible says this, whoever calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Have you made your call? Have you decided to make Jesus your Lord? He died for the whole world. He died on a cross and paid the penalty and paid the price for sin for everybody in the world. But the only people who receive what he did are those who call on him. Who say, Jesus, I believe what you came to do and I want you to be my Savior. Because he leaves that part up to us. Do you want what I have? He provided it for everybody but gives us the choice. Do you want what I've given And so I just want to ask you tonight, have you made your decision for Jesus? Do you know him? It's the most important decision you'll ever make. So I just want to ask you tonight, is there anybody here who has not made that decision and you're ready to tonight? You just just simply want to say, Jesus, be my Lord. I'm not going to embarrass anybody. I'm not going to make you say anything in front of the whole church. But we do want you to know that it's your decision to make. Praise the Lord. Anybody here, you haven't made that decision. How many here have already made that decision? Let me see your hand. Praise the Lord. You know Jesus is your Lord. Amen. Glory to God. Glory to God. Isn't he good? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. We're going to be back here tomorrow evening. Pastor's going to come here in just a moment. Thank you for receiving our ministry tonight. And let's believe God together. Amen. Praise God. Because he wants to manifest himself in these services. Hallelujah. And he will. Praise God. We've watched it over and over and over and over again. And we're going to see some amazing things. In these next three nights. Amen. Glory to God. Bring somebody. Bring somebody who needs healing. Bring somebody who's had pain. Bring somebody who's had mobility issues. Bring somebody who's been sick. Amen. Invite them to come. This is as as weird as I get right here. (laughs) This is a safe place. You already know. This is your church. You know it's safe. Amen. Your pastor's not going to have any weirdness in here. And uh, so this is about as dramatic as we get. Praise God. I'm nice to people. I promise. I love people because Jesus loves me. And so uh, you can invite people and know that they'll be, they'll be happy here and they'll be safe here. All right? Praise God. Pastor.